It's one thing for Congress to give you an extra $700 billion inside the middle of a fiscal year. It's something else to be told, get rid of it as fast as possible. That, in a nutshell, is what the Small Business Administration did earlier this year in the now famous Paycheck Protection Program and Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. The Government Accountability Office was handed the job of auditing the auditing of the SBA. Here with what it's found so far, the director of GAO's Financial Markets and Community Investment Team, Bill Shear. Mr. Shear, good to have you back. Good morning, Tom. So you testified recently on a couple of reports that GAO has done in September and earlier, I guess, in July on this program. What is the big picture? Do we know about how well and how free of fraud or otherwise abuse of the funds SBA handled these two giant programs? Let me start with the larger of these two very large programs, Paycheck Protection Program, or PPP as it's called. It's like that was really stood up very quickly. And in a rush to set it up, SBA was focused on really getting the loans out and so it worked to streamline the program. So lenders were permitted to rely on borrowers' self-certifications for eligibility, and there was significant risk that there could be fraudulent or inflated applications that were approved. There was a great reliance on self-certification on a part of the borrowers. So in our first report on the CARES Act, June 25th, we made a recommendation that SBA really had to implement internal controls because up front in the application process, there were limited controls, and we thought controls had to be in place. Uh, It's to deal with fraud risk. It's also to deal with just generally what we call improper payments, and uh, just the integrity of the program. Was the program serving its purpose? So I'll start there with PPP. Yeah, well, there were millions of loans that were given. So I wonder if it's possible to ever be able to audit each one of them individually, or can they only take a sample? And I mean, there's been some prosecutions, there's been some evidence of fraud, but is it possible with the controls in place at this point in time now, we're getting almost to the end of the calendar year, to ever determine the efficacy of the whole program? There are certainly steps that can be taken and should be taken. So among those, and what we refer to very much in this statement used for the recent hearing, is that we have a fraud risk framework, which calls for certain things that sometimes are called data analytics, to use you know, kind of an academic term for it. But the idea is that you look for inconsistencies among data. You look for certain signs that raise flags. And so you are trying to identify certain schemes that might be out there that could create problems. Like just at a simple level, there's been talk about, have there been duplicate loans? Meaning that one business might get more than one PPP loan and things of that nature. There's certain types of data analytics that are pretty straightforward you can do to look at that question. So data analytics become part of it. You look for certain patterns in terms of, do you have IP addresses that are from overseas? things of that nature. So there's things you can do to try to narrow down what might be the loans that are things to really look more closely. Then you start getting into the sampling of certain loans to see what a deeper dive would uh, result. So you're right. You can't audit every loan. So basically, that's among the ways you can narrow it down and come up with an approach to evaluate the fraud risk. And for that matter, to evaluate the risk just that the program 
might not be serving its intended purposes. That short of fraud, you could have certain borrowers maybe don't quite fit the profile of maybe what was envisioned for this program. In other words, it's not too late then to go back and go over this program in much more detail and possibly recover funds that went out wrongly, even at this date. Exactly. So one of the things that we were very accepting about what happened at the application process because of the need to get out funds very quickly. But then what we said is once the funds are out, and certainly June 25th, many funds were already out, is that you can institute a process of internal controls, and you even have what's called this loan forgiveness process, which is basically where the loan becomes a grant. So you have uh, borrowers that are now starting to apply for forgiveness. So even in the forgiveness process, you can start looking and make sure that you're not providing what's really these grants where SBA does give full forgiveness for the loan, that you can do it through that mechanism. So at least you're making sure there's not improper payments that are going to borrowers in terms of this very generous program that, again, basically converts to a grant. We're speaking with Bill Shear. He's director of the Financial Markets and Community Investment Team at the Government Accountability Office. And then there's the other program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loans. And you found similar findings, the need for internal controls, reliance on self-certification. And there have been some fraud cases that have been brought to the Justice Department. So where does that all stand in terms of what they can still do? With the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program, it was modeled off of SBA's other disaster loan programs with rather than relying on banks, they're direct loan programs. And SBA had a lot of technological challenges early on. It just had a lot of challenges getting the loans out. And it basically had to come up with new technology through use of contractors to process loans. So it was a process to get out loans very quickly that it relied heavily on self-certifications by borrowers. So it raises many of the same issues that are present for the PPP program. And the SBA wasn't entirely endorsing the findings from GAO to date, has it? No, it hasn't. It took issue with both us and the uh, SBA's Office of Inspector General for not giving enough credit for the oversight. For example, they stated that they told us about all of the oversight they had in place to basically audit loans that were over $2 million, so the largest loans in the PPP program, and for at least a sample of loans, less than $2 million. But they didn't provide details. Let me state it in a conversational way, which doesn't show up exactly in the written product, which is basically when we asked them to update us on the oversight in place that SBA and Treasury had worked out, they said, well, they would have to give us a supplemental briefing at some point. But that supplemental briefing hasn't occurred. So just at a conversational level, we haven't had that conversation with SBA. But I'd say more importantly is that we as an agency look for documented evidence as far as what actions have been put in place to create a control environment. So basically, we were told the following things. A contractor will review all loans using an automated review tool and conduct additional manual reviews of some loans based on risk detected by that tool. 
the contractor also will view the borrower's economic necessity certification. So it tends to be that it's these very high level things that would occur. We haven't been provided the details of that. And then going to the next step of actually asking for the contracts with the contractors that are conducting these reviews, just to get an idea as far as what are those contractors being hired to do, we haven't gotten the contracts yet. So we remain very concerned because with the absence of documented evidence, we just aren't going to accept what's basically an assertion that uh, controls are in place. And that holds for both programs. So basically, when it comes to oversight and audit, we're just getting underway, aren't we here? Yes, we do have loan level data for PPP, and we're analyzing that, but uh, we're waiting to receive more documented evidence of how the forgiveness process is going to be managed, about what these contractors are doing in terms of auditing and reviewing loan decisions made, of looking at forgiveness decisions made by lenders and SBA's review of that. So we're waiting for all of that. So the idea is that we're really early in the process. We're not as far along in that we haven't been provided either loan level or what we often call application level data for the EIDL program. So we're very early in the process that way. We're trying to push things along and we're doing we're doing our best to try to push things along in particular with respect to obtaining information from SBA. Bill Shear is director of the Financial Markets and Community Investment Team at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. It's been a pleasure. We'll post this interview along with a link to his testimony at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.